Grain to Glass. This show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tuns. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Miles. And this is the best beer show on the internet. And Miles, you seem kind of out of it today. Ah, long work day. (laughs) I stood in one spot for 10 hours and used rags and wiped stain onto wood. Woo! Yeah. So yeah, you sat around polishing wood all day. Stood. Stood around polishing. I I prefer to do it in the standing position. Oh, okay. That that makes sense. (laughs) Carlos, do you have any wood jokes to throw in? I do not. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, I am here on the program. <laughs> Carlos is here. Uh, we're, we're tasting a bunch of different beers today. Yep. And so Carlos pretty much demanded that he be on the program. So no, They kind of just dragged me along. <laughs> oh yeah, we had to twist your arm. Hey Carlos, I, we're trying four different beers today. Would you like to come? I was really debating just not even coming down here. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> I was like, but I have this other beer I was going to go drink by myself. <laughs> yeah, but you'll But I the- guess... Which is about as excited as you get. I swear I put a gun to my head. Why don't you? Well, Carlos, we tried some good beers the other night. Well, we tried some beers the other night. Yeah, and like, Um, I don't know how many, how well you remember. uh, I remember most of them. Uh, Some of them were good, some of them were bad. We had a 2012 Bourbon County. How was it? It was really good. (laughs) That that beer on age is just. It's that's a beautiful beer. Oh, it really it was. It was fantastic. How strong was that one? Uh, right around fifteen. Yeah. Oh, it was, yeah, oh yeah. It was a. Uh, it's like fourteen, thirteen or fourteen percent. No, it was a. Uh, yeah, so it was a uh, as strong as vodkas that we've had in the past, it's like UV vodka. Oh yeah, yeah. Because we were talking twenty eight. How like it was something. like UV blue. It was equal to UV blue, <laughs> which is something we used to drink it back in the old days. Yeah. Yeah, no, and we had that. We had um, a Petrus because it was around. Uh, oh, and uh, we we busted open a New Glarus Wild Sour from two years ago. Nice, and that yeah, was also really good. <laughs> um, and then a uh, a one and a half year old barley wine from Sierra Nevada, Bigfoot. Love it. It was it was it was a good night. We watched uh, diners. No, no, no. That wasn't. It. We watched Man vs. Food. <laughs> well, I suppose that would do it. Yeah, but we. It was. It was Thanksgiving, and then after Thanksgiving, we all know is Black uh, Friday. Yep, Bourbon County Black Friday. Yes, I haven't gotten so. mine yet. Yeah, do you have it reserved? I do. Okay, that's. It's, good. it's like I know people or something, right? <laughs> well, I was there. Uh, I stopped by the store at eight, and John wasn't there yet. And so I came back at 8.30, and he was just opening up. Yeah, and he's so, been known to do that. <laughs> and so I got I got my Bourbon County at, at 8.30. That usually happens from him closing the night before and then going to the bar. Well, it was Thanksgiving night, and that too. They, had a, they had a keg of an Imperial Stout. Yeah, which one? Do you know? I, I don't remember. He okay. told me, but I... Yeah. Was it Mephistopheles? I don't remember. Okay. I'm Yeah, I, I don't know. What about you? Any beer-related things? Uh, well, I bought my ticket to Central Waters anniversary party. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. You go every year, right? I have been going three years running now. Nice. So this will be four. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those things where I'm sure it would be fun to go, but I don't know if I can justify it being gone for another weekend. Uh, it's just one night. 
Yeah, well, I would miss a show. That, that's okay. I don't mind. <laughs> right. That That's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. So when is that? Uh, I haven't looked at the date exactly, but it's usually right at the end of January. Okay. So, Very cool. Yep. I got a, I got a nice month or two. Yeah, it was something to look forward to. Absolutely. For sure. All right, well, before we get too deep here, uh, we have a uh, a question that kind of prompted today's discussion. Yes. So uh, today we're going to be talking about adjuncts. Yes. Specifically, we're going to be diving deeper into uh, grain-type adjuncts. I guess that would be a good descriptor, right? Yeah, pretty much. Right. Grain-like, mashable. Yeah, mashable, grain-like adjuncts. Uh, but this... Uh, uh, it was Brendan Sargent uh, sent it sent it an email. Um, you know, a whole bunch of hey, huge fan. Oh, thank you, appreciate that. Uh, anyway, uh, he just started a chemistry PhD program in North Carolina and got into home brewing quite recently. And I feel like that's a really good fit. Chemistry, home brewing, this is perfect for you. That, that's, yeah, that's a perfect much. plan. Um, and he was wondering if we could do an episode segment, etc., on adding adjuncts to beer. Well, your wish is. Yeah, our, our command our, is that how that works? Well, your, your wish is my command. It's yeah. not like you had anything better to do, I, anyways. No, I we really didn't. <laughs> uh, so his example is: uh, I just brewed a chocolate stout, and he's planning on dry minting it. But I'm not sure if I could if I should soak the leaves in vodka first and use the extract, or just throw all of the leaves into the secondary. Another question is about adding chocolate to the beer. I boiled a few ounces of 100% cocoa powder for the last five minutes, but I don't know if there are any better ways to extract the chocolatey goodness without adding all the sediment. All right, uh, so why don't we tackle the first part of this first, the uh, the dry minting. All right, fair enough. Uh, I, first of all, have you added mint? To beer? Yes. You have? Okay, awesome. Yes. Because that is something I haven't done yet. But it's been about six years. It's still more experience adding things to beer than I have. No, uh, we actually did a peppermint porter. Okay. And I want to say we added dried peppermint leaves to the fermenter. Okay, that makes sense. I, I think. Did you did you do anything to sanitize them, or did you just throw them? In? I honestly don't remember. Okay. It, it, like I said, it's been way too long to give <laughs> horrible details on yeah. it. Um, but yeah, it it turned out decently well. It was kind of like uh, Andy's mint sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've had uh, mint chocolate beers. I've had good ones, and I've had bad ones. Uh, the bad ones usually uh, wind up using like a mint extract, not like one that they extracted themselves, yeah. but one from the store. The store, because a little bit of mint goes a long way. I feel like. Well, that and it's like as far as extracts go, mint is a is a fairly stable one to want to use. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so as far as your question, um, I I think I would soak at least give them a quick soak in vodka to make sure they're not. Uh, you know, contaminated Carry, with anything, anything. Uh, and then just throw them in as like a dry hop. I feel like that would get your best extraction. I or imagine, at least it'd be a softer flavor. I'd n- think. I imagine a lot of the same things, uh, primarily just like leaf and vegetal type things that you want to add to a beer. Um, for some reason, I can't imagine it. Or imagine using the having to use them differently than the hops. hops. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose we don't really do much with our hops besides throw them in, do we? not really. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, I guess you don't even soak them in vodka, just throw them in there. um, I did collect some notes as far as herbs and spices go. 
for adding them to beers. Oh, okay. And, and so this is a general note for a lot of things. Uh, for example, teas, uh, sage, mint, etc. A lot of these leafy kind of components that you may or may not want to add into your beer. Add the herbs one ounce to the secondary per five gallons. Remove all traces of the stem, which may otherwise contribute a vegetable flavor to the beer. Wash the herbs in a salad spinner, but do not boil them. Uh, and then, of course, choose varieties that would otherwise complement the beer. Okay. Uh, various other spices can be used, such as saffron, cinnamon, pepper. Uh, add them in an infusion by putting the spices in a tea infuser ball and making a tea and putting that in the secondary. Okay. And then, of course, uh, some spices can be horribly and easily overdone. Uh, so I think I, well, I think we've preached yeah, that a yep. lot. So I was just going to leave it at err on the side of caution. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, then let's move on to the second part because I know you you did a little bit of well by a little bit you did a miles amount of research. Yeah, which is a uh, lot. I like to be prepared. Yes. Uh, about uh, chocolate, the different ways to add chocolate to beer, and the best way. Uh well, the best way would be up for discussion mm-hmm. because there are uh, just loads of different types of ways to add chocolate from uh, chocolate syrup you can add the baker's chocolate cocoa nibs so cocoa it really depends powder. on what kind of chocolate yeah, you're going for yeah. like what kind of flavor you're looking at yeah um step one do not confuse chocolate of any kind with chocolate malt makes sense <laughs> believe it i found that i found that and it's it's obvious to me but it might not be obvious to other people especially when or for beginners and especially with uh crude note taking from other people oh yeah you know add you know add half a pound of chocolate malt well i can just put half a pound of uh, like nesquik in here it'll be fine right, <laughs> right yeah. or, or maybe just a quarter pound of chocolate a quarter pound of malt powder <laughs> there you go Wait, isn't that what it, all it is yeah <laughs> head to dairy queen get a chocolate malt there you go um okay so uh one of the options is ground cocoa or unsweetened or pure cocoa okay. uh, is a way. And that can be added right into the boiling, and you can add it at any real, at any time, really. You can boil it for the whole time. You can add it at flame out or anywhere in the middle. Um, the thing is, for that particular way, you won't get too much actual chocolate fa- flavor. It'll just add another layer of complexity. Okay. Uh, you can use Baker's chocolate, um, which has more of the natural oils. Than or which has more of the oils that originally come with the cocoa than does the unsweetened. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, and so it, you'll want to boil boil that uh, f- for a significant amount of time at least. That way you can get it into the beer. Okay, kind of the same way you try and get bitterness into the beer. You just got to boil it longer. Okay. Uh, let's see. You can actually use chocolate chips. Semi sweet. Okay, I yeah, I always felt like using milk chocolate in in beers. It seems a little. Well, I we're, suppose we're we're getting to that. That's yeah. di- that's different though. So think semi sweet, just chocolate chips. Yep. Okay. Um, use them the same way you would Baker's chocolate. Chop, Makes sense. Uh, something I didn't mention. Chop up, chop it up, really fine pieces. Well, that's really anything you throw, anything you want to dissolve into something, yep. get it as fine as possible before yep. you. And then also, uh, be stirring. A lot to make sure it's not burning on the bottom. Makes sense. Yep. Same thing when you're adding uh, like malt extract. Yes, to absolutely. A boiling pot. 
All candy bars are not created equal. Wait, you mean I can't just throw a bunch of Three Musketeers bars into my pot and no, I will have a Three Snickers. Musketeers Maybe stout? Maybe Snickers or yeah. a Mars bar. What if I want a chocolate nut brown ale? I thought that the and Mars beer w- had Mars bars in it. <laughs> that was why I wanted it. Uh, it says that you can use uh, candy bars. Uh, it's just you may get mixed results depending on what's actually in it. Uh, for example, like... Um, what is that Mounds Bar with the, with the coconut? Yeah, you know, yeah. you could you could actually put that in there and, and get decent results. It's just chocolate and coconut. I suppose. You know, but if you were to add something, but if little, I put a Charleston chew in there, might be a different it story. Might, it, beer doesn't like nougat, apparently. Yeah, um, but if it is a pure chocolate <laughs> candy bar product, uh, again, treat it uh, similar to Baker's chocolate. Kind of chop it up, fine pieces, add it in the boil. What about Toblerone? Can I put Toblerone? You in know, beer? I didn't find any notes on adding Toblerone <laughs> to homebrew. For some reason, that escapes me. <laughs> but going back to the mint for a second, what if you had like Christmas coming up? So there's candy canes everywhere. Couldn't you like just throw in a bunch of candy canes for your mint flavor? Yes. Yeah, you could. You can. Oh yeah. 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 They would dissolve uh, <laughs> fairly easily, especially if you crushed them up. Yep. And you would, I mean, you'd get more of like that artificial mint yeah. flavor. I don't, I I don't know how good it would be. Probably pretty bad. With all but those. you could totally do it. And it would add fermentable sugar too. So yeah. it would up the ABV slightly. And that actually kind of plays into this last bit. Uh, as far as using other types of chocolate, uh, if you want to get the most flavor out of it, bottle priming. Bottle prime it. Okay. Yep. Uh, uh, at bottling or at kegging, just kind of put just it a in scoop there. of Nesquik yeah, in every bottle. Absolutely. Ugh. <laughs> and uh, I tried to find notes on Cocoa Nibs specifically, um, similar to Baker's Chocolate. Okay. So treat most things like Baker's Chocolate, unless there's no oils whatsoever, then treat it like ground cocoa. All right. Well, um, I really hope that answered your question, Brennan. If it if it didn't, uh, shoot us another email and we'll try to get in more in depth. Yeah. Because, I mean, we love hearing from you guys and we love answering your questions to the best of our ability. Yep. All right. Now, let's talk about adjuncts. And we're already 15 minutes into the show. So, uh, and we have a bunch of beers yet to drink. So the first thing I want to do is why don't we do a quick overview of what is an adjunct, uh, the different types of adjuncts quickly, and then we'll talk about the grain adjuncts. All right. Uh, So one of the ways I was trying to organize today's discussion was to just categorize the different types of adjuncts. Okay. And I suppose, first of all, what is an adjunct? Can you tell me? An adjunct is anything adding uh, that you're adding to your beer that essentially doesn't fit into the Reinheitsgebot. Yes. Which is what? The German beer purity law of something, something, something old-timey. What was the law called? It's called the Reinheitsgebot. Can you even spell that? Or do you, would you have to look it up? I'd have to look it up to spell it. <laughs> I could spell I'll, it. I like that word, though. I could spell it if you want me to. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He has it written uh, down in I'm front actually kind of curious because I don't have a computer in front of me. R-E-I-N-H-E-I-T-S-G-E-B-O. Uh, O with the two dots, T. I like German words. They're just spelled awesome. Right? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, so that, that it, it essentially states the only thing that can be in your beer is water, yeast, grain, hops. Barley specifically. Or bar- barley hops. Barley specifically. Yes. Um, yeah, so anything that's not those four items is considered an adjunct. Yes. And so today we're talking a little more in depth about the 
grain or grain substitute type adjuncts. Yes. Uh, which in this case, well, I suppose, uh, kind of jump back to where I was when I originally asked. Uh, I wanted to categorize the adjuncts into herbs and spices, mashed and grain-like substances, uh, varying sugars, and then if you really wanted to get nitpicky, you could add subcategories of fermentable versus unfermentable in each one. Okay. And then a broad thing called other. Yes. You know, which... Which is other stuff. Other stuff. And we will do uh, other shows on all of these other things. Yes. Uh, So we're talking about the mashed and grain-like substances, which can include things like rye, wheat, spelt, corn, oats, rice, etc. Yes. Yes. And, uh, And we have four beers with different adjuncts today. Yes. And so we'll go through each one and talk about each adjunct as we get to it. Sound good? Sounds like a plan to me. All right. Uh, well, the, what's the first one we have here? Uh, you tell me. You have, right oh, that's right. Uh, we have a wheat beer uh, from Goose Island. It's 312 Urban Wheat Ale. Uh, I went to the liquor store, and I was like, okay, I'm going to find adjunct beers that are fairly, I, I want to say simple. Don't open that one quite yet, Carlos. We haven't Straight talked forward. about this one yet. Well, it's going to happen in any minute, though. So <laughs> no, we haven't I... even drank this one yet. We we haven't even <laughs> finished introducing it yet. <laughs> Carlos is jumping. I was just going to get things prepared. Told right. you he butted his way into this episode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, do you have any questions about wheat before we start tasting this beer? Not personally. Well, no, but uh, no, not wheat specifically. Okay. Okay. Um, Wheat is just something that you would add with all of your other grains into the mash ton. And why would we add wheat to a beer? Uh, f- flavor, or excuse me, uh, it softens the palate. I uh, can also add uh, foam stability. Okay, so head retention, yeah. a little bit of a softer character. Yeah, it, I don't um, know. Well rounded. I don't know. Is yeah, the way to put it. Uh, it, it has. It has a. I. I define almost almost as like a slightly sweet characteristic. Not, yeah. Not like not sugary. Not sweet. not sugary sweet, but there's a sweetness to it. Yeah. That's that's uh, I guess a little hard to describe. A little ineffable. So drinking the urban wheat ale. Carlos, can you taste the wheat in there at all? Uh, I'm not picking up the wheat in particular. Okay. What do what do you like when you taste this beer? What do you taste? Uh, I feel like how light it is on my uh, in my mouth. Uh, just it's not light very. Mouth. Yeah, and also, uh, just in general, it's a nice one to just sip. Yeah, I feel like this. Uh, if I had to take a guess, I'd go uh, pilsner and wheat malt, like malted wheat, like pils malt and yeah, yeah. wheat. Probably fifty fifty on each one. This is a very straightforward and simple beer. Yeah, uh, but the wheat, I feel, I mean, you can definitely taste the wheat. You can tell the wheat's there. The wheat is actually most of what I taste. It's like Mm -hmm. Pilsner, Backbone, wheat. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, very little yeast character, so it's it's a good example of where to get yeast flavor. Not just that, but look at that color. Oh, it's beautiful. It has that that nice golden color that slightly hate, like... Slight haze coming with it. Yep. Slightly unfiltered. That you get from wheat. Yeah. So yeah, uh, 312 Urban Wheat Ale. Check it out. If you're, if you're looking for a good beer to get a good wheat character, just to kind of figure out what that tastes like, I feel like this is a good example. It would be almost a prime example. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because if you go with any of the German or Belgian wheat beers, they're going to get a lot of yeast character that's going to kind of hide some of the wheat. 
it kind of forces it to be a oh i don't know um a mouthfeel aspect as to a flavor aspect yes. as well yep so any notes on using wheat that people need to know about uh the big thing when using wheat uh is it's it's hullless so it it doesn't uh, so like when you grind regular grain the hulls uh create a sort of filter bed wheat and rye both don't have that so if you're using anything more than 25 percent wheat throw a pound of a you know just throw a bunch of rice hulls in there yeah and that's gonna create it's not gonna impart any flavors or anything it's just gonna create a nice filter bed yep so you don't uh, gum up your mash and get a stuck sparge and all that. Can yeah. you just buy rice hulls? Yeah, you can. Uh, you can buy them in by pound or five pound bags, and they're dirt cheap. It's like fifty cents a pound or something, yeah. if that. Rice is more expensive. Yeah, <laughs> it's super cheap. All right, uh, the next beer we have going around is. is oh. Yeah, it's a little uh, foamy. <laughs> Making all right. So this one, ooh. Is new for me. I've, ne- I've never had a gluten free beer before. It's called uh, New Planet Pale Ale, brewed in Colorado. And this is made from sorghum and brown rice extract. I've had sorghum before. I haven't had a brown rice extract in okay. a beer. Yeah, so we, we got we got two adjuncts in this beer. Yes. This beer is nothing but adjuncts. Pretty much. Uh, so what is sorghum? Uh, sorghum is a gluten free grain, I believe. Yeah, it's, it's like a. Grass, I think it's something like yeah. that. I, does it come from Africa? I don't know if that's I a don't. Thing. I don't know where it comes from. Um, but it's it's seen a resurg or a, a big surge in the brewing world because of the gluten free movement. Yeah, it's it's been the big uh, barley replacement. It has, and I've even believe it or not, I've actually seen gluten removed barley. That's a thing you can do. That's a thing you can do. All right. Okay. Um, so, and then rice, uh, it's, it's a simple, like rice and corn are simple sugars. And so you're just going to get a lot of fermentability without a whole lot of flavor with those. Yeah. Usually helps to thin up the body a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Carlos, you're making a face. Over oh, there. I'm just smelling it. Cause it has a very weird smell to it. <laughs> oh, well, it smells like a hippie. I was going to say it smells like a permanent marker of some sort. I'm not getting the permanent marker. I'm getting the dirty hippie smell. I don't know, I'm getting a marker smell from it. Hippie or hipster? No, this is dirty hippie smell. Okay, it doesn't smell like uh, like. Uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if it's or, that uh, bad, but it's honestly not no. very appealing. No, it's it's not. Um, I, I haven't tasted it oh, yet. It smells like a f- one of those uh, scented markers. That's what. Oh, that's, there you go. That's the scent that might be it. Actually, yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's pretty spot on. Actually, yeah. I, I like. I was tr- just trying to figure out what it smelled like because I had. I think I've like smelled similar things before. So. It was back when I was like five years old. So there is an aftertaste to this beer. There is a foretaste to this beer. <clears throat> that wow. Um, so we're all homebrewers. Yeah. You know when you have that buddy who makes that batch of homebrew. That is just not it, and good. it has well, it it ha- it has that it has like over like extract tang. Yeah. Um, it's not fermented quite right. It was fermented warm, and it's just a little... Yeah, we're going to get a dump glass here. <laughs> this is not good. Um, and it's just a little uh, off in every way imaginable. That's what this beer tastes like. I, You know, honestly, I 
I have a hard time critiquing this beer because I don't know what sorghum tastes like. But if I had to guess from this as an example, I'd have to say... Not good. Some sort of weird, tangy, kind of flat, caramely sort of something. Man, all right, guys. Stay away from gluten-free sorghum beers. Woo! Or at least this one. At least this one. This one from New Planet. Maybe we'll have to try one another time. All right. uh, Hang on, Carlos. Is that the right one? This is the uh, Southern Tier Double Ride. Okay, okay. All right, so... Yeah, so we don't really have a whole lot to say about sorghum, but rye is another uh, one that I know we both like to use. Yes, I I really enjoy rye, especially with India pale ales. Yes, a good rye pale ale is something to behold. Well, I I personally think rye is almost made to complement a nice bitter hoppiness. Yes, and this will be welcome after the last beer we just tasted. Well... So and maybe it's because I mean these these beers aren't super cold because I waited to the last minute to go to the liquor store. Yeah, and maybe that. the sorghum one would be better if we froze it. No, and then threw it away. <laughs> <There. That'd be laughs> a... Okay, uh, so Miles, what kind of flavors are we going to get from rye? Rye usually has a light, sp- uh, a light bodied spiciness that comes with it. I, it also has a lot of texture. It, it it's got a bit of a harsh kind of scratchy flavor. I don't know if I mean that's a little more specific than I wish I had a word for. But hmm. okay, Guess no. Never th- get- this is actually how I describe it to to people when I worked at the liquor store. It gives a feel to the way bitter hops taste. I could see that. Yeah, and that's partly why I think they just go hand in hand so well. Yeah. Because it's like each one complements the other, giving another dimension to it. Mm-hmm. I personally love like rye spice. There's there's a certain uh, flavor. Like you you taste it. Like you eat rye bread, drink rye, rye whiskey, anything that has rye in it, and you can tell immediately that it's rye. Yeah. There. I mean, it's it's something that's impossible to mask, and I don't know why you would. <laughs> Because it's so good. Well, by the time you're putting it in there, ideally you would want all of this. Yes. Yeah. No, but it's 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 a fantastic thing. Uh, when you're brewing with rye, same same rules as wheat apply. Yep. You need to use rice hulls if you're doing anything more than 25%. I mean, that's probably, like, you could probably do 50% and be okay. But do you really want to take that risk? Uh, no. Really. Especially when rice hulls are so cheap. Yes. They're stupid cheap. They're not going to really add anything to your to your grain bill cost-wise. So buy some, throw them in there, go crazy. It's fun. Just dumping bags of stuff into a mash tun is a lot of fun. You know what would be interesting? A rye wine. Not a barley wine, a rye wine. They make wheat r- wines. I, and they are fantastic. I feel like, see, the, the thing with the, with the wheat, though, is it has a softer character than rye. Yeah, it comes, all, it comes off actually kind of wine-like. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't know if rye on its own, like, you almost need something to, you know, to back the rye off a little bit. No. You don't think so? No. I, you know, I want to try it now. All right. I want to try it. I'm probably going to try and do a one gallon in the Perfect. next month or so. All right. So, Carlos, rye, what are your initial thoughts on rye? Well, 
Unfortunately, I've spent my uh, whole life avoiding rye at every opportunity, so I don't. I can't actually tell you if there's any rye flavors in this because I wouldn't know what that even. There's rye flavors is. in this. Yeah, there is. Wait, a, you? Why do you avoid rye? Why would I want rye when I could have white bread? There's because no rye bread is way better than Wonder Bread. It's true. Actually, any bread is better than Wonder Bread. I would take sorghum. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever had the Quick Trip thirty-three cent loaf of bread? No. Wonder Bread is better. That sounds nasty. <laughs> sounds absolutely atrocious. All right, yeah. So this is Southern Tears, uh, two times rye. It's the, one of their seasonals. Uh, three varieties of hops and five types of malts. But the rye is definitely the star of this beer. Absolutely. You get it on the initial foretaste. There's almost no barley component really except maybe as just a, a a light backbone then it's all rye and then it finishes with the hop flavors yep oh it's so good oh so yeah if any of you guys are brewing rye beers out there send them this way absolutely <laughs> we will thank you we will we will thank you so much all right and then our final adjunct that we're going to be talking about tonight because we are getting close to the end of our time here yep Give or take 45 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is oats. Aha! Alaskan oatmeal We're doing stout. Alaskan oatmeal stout. Um, so oats add... Well, we'll talk about this a little bit in just a second after we get all poured here. Oh, man. We need to have more listeners in the studio so they can keep us on track. Right. I feel like the listeners are smarter than we are sometimes. Either that or we tried to cover a lot of content this night. We we did, and that was partially my fault. And it was partially my fault. And it was all Carlos's fault. I was going to say it's well, none of if Car- my fault. If Carlos wasn't here... <laughs> we would... I don't know what we would be doing. We'd be about, explaining into everything? Yeah. No, we'd still be on the Goose Island, I think. Right. Is about where we'd be at. What? Whose phone is that? Oh, Miles. No, it's not mine. It, it was, was totally it your was phone. Right where you are. No, my my phone is on silent. It doesn't make noise. It totally was your phone. No. Way to go. You just ruined the whole show. That's You're right. Okay. Oh, no, I know what it was. <laughs> I had a timer up on, on another tab. <laughs> wow. All right. Anyway, oats. 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 Okay. So why would we add oats to our mash? I'm actually going to let you take this one. All right, I like it. All right, so oats, head retention, and yes. a creaminess. They add a, uh, like, long-chain proteins. Yep. It's essentially what it is that give you that nice, full-bodied, smooth, smooth flavor. Silky. And it just, that mouthfeel is great, and it'll give you a head that'll last for days. Pretty much. It's <laughs> not give you head that lasts for days. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know what you're talking about. Hey, PG here. <laughs> well, you know, big head, it's... Uh, oh, my God. Uh, term. <laughs> oh, the pain. <laughs> anyway. Beer. 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 Beer, 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 beer. Okay, beer. yeah, so... This is what happens when we taste four different beers on the show. I know, and I had to before I came here. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, so it's just that nice, uh, smooth. Not, I mean, there's not a whole lot of, like, specific oat flavor. It just adds a character to the beer, I feel like. Yeah, I mean. Like, I, I, can't, I can't usually taste if there's oat in the beer just by, like, the flavor of the beer, but I can tell by the mouthfeel of the beer and you know, I, occasionally I, the look of the beer. I'd have to say that there is a flavor, 
but it's one that's so nuanceful that I don't know. It's hard to pinpoint and put words to it. Maybe like an oatmeal type characteristic. Mm, oatmeal. Mm, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe it'd be easier for me to describe it if it was an oatmeal cream stout instead of just a regular oatmeal stout. We're not well, drinking I, Brow Brothers. I, I I figured I figured we would do just the oatmeal stout because oh, then there wouldn't be anything yeah, detracting from it. It makes yeah. more and that's, sense. And that's, yeah. that's kind of what I tried to find. I tried to find beers where there wasn't a whole lot else going on. Yeah, and then the one where you actually went overboard. This one? Yeah. The sorghum one? I didn't go overboard. Well, I mean, it had sorghum and rice. That's true. But it was the only uh, sorghum beer that they had in singles. It just goes to and show that. And I wasn't going to uh, buy four or six of them. It just I goes to show that gluten free won't kill you, just make you wish you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so what do you think of this this particular stuff? This, uh, I'm I'm really enjoying it. Let's get Carlos's take on it here before we dive yeah, into it. Yeah, he's the professional. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, it's it's all right. I don't know. I I prefer other beers that aren't just oatmeal. Can you can you taste that like the difference between uh, an oatmeal and a regular stout? Like yes, can you I pick can. up some of those chewy flavor or not flavors but characteristics? Actually, it seems a lot less chewy than uh, other stouts okay. to me. I I personally think this stout, uh, the base stout part of it, is actually very light and yeah. unimpressive. Uh, but the oatmeal adds another layer to it that makes it more, you know, nuanceful. This is very much a kick back and relax at the fire kind of yeah. beer. So. For sure. But, and, yeah, I agree. Uh, it definitely has that smooth body and had, the had that last for day. I mean, look at, look at this. Yeah, it, the lacing is. The lacing is just a mess. The sorghum tried to ruin it, but it failed. Yeah, not even the sorghum could take away from that. Right. All right. So, what did we learn today? Uh, just a quick recap. Uh, sorghum sucks, and I think that's really all we took away from this discussion. <laughs> no, we learned that there's a lot of different types of chocolate. Yes. Um. I guess is there any other grain adjuncts that you want to mention that we did not cover? I mean, we covered uh, in depth. We covered wheat, rye, uh, sorghum, oats, and we mentioned rice and corn a little bit. Not initially. I mean, those are those are the big ones. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a plethora, a cornucopia. Yeah. Of and well, others. and there's and there's different types of there's there's different ways that each of these can go in your beer. Yes. Like you can get uh, flaked wheat or wheat malt or unmalted or unmalted or yeah and rise the same way dehusked and yep and you can get you can get flake corn or yeah. ground corn like it there's there's a lot of different ways for these things to go in and your each one has its own reason to want to use them you just kind of have to do some research do a little research and as we go on i'm sure we'll cover that each of them in depth in the future so it's just another reason to keep listening I agree. Right. Okay. So I have a thing that I want to play for everybody because they hear it every week and they need to hear it now. That's right. Outro music. (laughs) What's up with that? All right, guys. Well, Christmas is coming up. You know what that means. Christmas special. What? Why not? We're going to do a Christmas. Okay. This is news. More importantly... I thought that's what you were getting no, at. <laughs> more importantly, head on over to Blind Ninja Studios, click on that Amazon link at the bottom of the page, and buy homebrew kits for everybody on your Christmas list. 
Yeah, your mom, homebrew kit. Dad, homebrew kit. Little cousin, homebrew kit. For root beer, not condoning underage drinking. Have them make root beer. They have a Mr. Root Beer kit. They do. They do. And it's the perfect way to get your your young relatives into the hobby early. Yes. And while you're at it, buy some socks for them too, because why not? Because socks are the greatest gift. Everybody With wants beer socks. mugs on them. There you go, beer mug socks. If you can find them. Yeah. So that, again, head on over to blindnewsstudios.com and click on the Amazon link at the bottom of the page. And do your Christmas shopping through it. It'll help us out. And that's what you really want to do this holiday season. All right. Uh, if you want to do more direct donation, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash Studios and become a patron today. Uh, watch the video. It'll go through all of the different stuff that Patreon is. You can read the, read the descriptions at the end at the bottom of the page, and it'll tell you all the nifty stuff you can get. You are out of practice. I am. I've been, uh, I've been off for so long. I need to get back into the swing of things. All right. Well, if you have any questions, comments, feedback, or what have you, Go ahead and send us an email at feedback at blindnewsstudios.com, or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewsstudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week.